Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet recording on a brand new soundboard. It's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Trip and Corbin. And, and we're the Noobs. And for the first time ever in Master Closet Studios, we've got our classic Who guy, Jared. Jared. I said his name for him. Yay! <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. I should have said, and we have Jared, and he could have said, and I'm the classic guy. I don't know. Because we haven't practiced this at all. We, yeah. we didn't. You can tug the wing the whole Take episode. two. All right. This is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. And Jared. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Just point at me. But you have seen Classico before. <laughs> well, hey guys, we're having a lot of fun. Welcome to episode number 56, covering season one. No, 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 not that one. Season one, episodes five through 11, The Daleks. This is the one where a cranky old guy in a box uh, is kind of a coward and leaves a bunch of people in the future or something or tries to. Or manipulates them. I don't know. <laughs> the Doctor and Ian and Barbara and Susan find themselves on a strange planet that turns out to be Scaro. planet mostly seems to be dead. I think that was the name of the first episode, wasn't it? The Dead Planet? Yeah, something like that. They, uh, the Doctor, being curious as he is, and apparently a little bit more manipulative than we're used to, decides to uh, come up with an excuse for why they have to go into the city and find out who lives there and how they've survived while the rest of the planet is dead. Uh... They meet the Daleks. I didn't write the recap this week, guys. (laughs) Skips three episodes. They meet the Daleks. They meet the Daleks. We find out who the Daleks are, kind of, sort of. Some people die needlessly, uh, (laughs) mostly because of the Doctor's manipulation. And uh, we, we, all of the heroes get reunited to make their escape, only to find out that they lost the dang part again and have to go back into the city for another Again. unneeded two episodes. And then of all things, the Doctor convinces a peaceful people to go to war and commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> For both parties. <laughs> just to get which, a fluid link. Just, yes. to, to get, No, no, no. Because you have to. Because it was yeah. the 60s, apparently. Sure. So. Uh, war so they, is needed because they, 60s. That's right. They make it back to the TARDIS and take off and apparently have a mishap, the resolution of which we will never know until <laughs> until 10 years from now when we decide to go back and watch all of these episodes. So, guys, that's a, a really, really uh, pathetic recap uh, because I didn't prepare it in advance. Of story number two, originally airing December 21st, 1963 through February 1st, 1964. It was written by Terry Nation. Um, the Whovians out there will know that name. He he is like Mr. Dalek. Um, he not only wrote this episode, I think he wrote like almost every Dalek episode for decades, didn't yeah. he? Um, I, I was looking through his credits and it was, I, I, I want to say it was like every Dalek episode up until maybe the sixth or seventh doctor or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to, I can't say for sure, but yeah, yeah, he, he was really up to definitely (laughs) up to Genesis of the Daleks and, uh, and, and and beyond. Yeah. And Genesis was uh, fourth doctor where, where we met. uh, Yes. uh, Yes. Tom um, Baker, fourth doctor. And you met Davros. Davros. I yeah, couldn't think of his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm keenly interested in going and seeing that one. I've read a bunch of articles recently. It's a fun one. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, and it seems like... Um, Even though you guys don't like the Daleks. <laughs> it, it seems like the... Uh, hold on to it. Hold on to it, Jerry. Trip, Trip's already putting on his gloves over there. He's ready to fight. Um, no, so... It, <laughs> 
<laughs> Jared Jared brought with him his Funko Pop uh, Dalek, so it is sitting here mocking us all. Makes I'm gonna for just, great audio. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make for great my, radio. <laughs> I'm going to put my laptop right in front of it so I can't see it. So, um, at any rate, uh, the episodes were directed uh, by Christopher Berry and Richard Martin. Um, no awards listed for this one, obviously. Sadly. Um, uh, so not sadly, because it was terrible. <laughs> sadly, though not sadly. The wow. award was that Doctor Who got to keep going. That was the this, award. This yeah. is true. You know, and, and um, yeah, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yep. I, we're going we're gonna to do our best to keep this episode on the rails. It's <laughs> um, uh, not going to happen. Let, let's no. preface the episode by saying we tried to record this a week ago. And uh, Mother Nature itself descended upon Dallas in force, uh, kept Jared grounded in St. Louis so he couldn't get here to record with us. So we're recording on Friday morning. Um, hopefully by now you've already heard the, uh, the timey-wimey that we did on uh, Doctor Strange, where Corbin did a little intro bumper. Hopefully uh, explained it well enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I just kind of threw that at him. I said, hey, Corbin, go record a bumper and tell him why we're doing it and tag it on there. He was like, what? <laughs> so, uh, okay. you, you did a wonderful job. Okay. By the way. Um, but at any rate, so so we are recording on, on now Friday. So it's a little earlier in the week than normal. But um, we've sort of all been... Uh, marinating in this and and you um, use that word way too much. <laughs> you do seriously. You mentioned that in an earlier episode. You mentioned it, and I was going to uh, try and say marinating first, but you beat me to it. That's okay. Uh, so we've we've been we've been stewing in it. Sure, we've been. I we've stopped saying marinated. We've been mulling over it. We've, we've been, been sitting yes, in it, chewing on it. Uh, what is with all the like the food? Example. I'm hungry. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but at any rate, so so we we're going to try to keep this episode focused on this set of episodes. These these this story, and we're going to do a point five not. episode. You know, well, we're, we're going to do a point five episode called Defense of the Daleks uh, that has been almost a year in the making. Probably, I, I'd have to look when you originally sent me that email. Um, Back in the fall, uh, was it? Yeah, sometime. it was a while ago. I don't know, man. Was... Haven't you been? Part of the show since the fall. Shoot, it was a while. Know. I feel like well, you came on in November. Anyways, I'll tell you what. Yeah. We'll 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 look that up. Okay. Um, and so, because what we're going to do today, we're going to do this episode. We're going to do a point five about defense of the Daleks, and then we're going to try and do another kind of bonus episode where we're just going to talk to Jared um, and talk about Doctor Who fandom and that kind of thing. Uh, so, defense of the Daleks says December first, twenty eighteen. Oh yeah. So it was a while ago. So, wow. so no, that's no, that's uh, so it's back in like November or something. November, December. I, I the Defense of the Daleks uh, MP3 file? Mm-hmm. That's what it says. That may- oh, anyways, I'll, I'll go check the email between yeah, we'll the shows. So. Miscellaneous trivia for these stories. Uh, we had um, uh, Sydney Newman. Let's see. Was this was this your note, Jared? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I put these you- notes in. So oh, you got all these. You want me to take it, it away? Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, Sydney Newman, she was the – or he – sorry, not – Sydney and Sydney and Terry, I first thought was were female. So, oh. um, so but Sydney Newman, he was the head of drama at the BBC and also uh, co-creator or in on creating Doctor Who. And his vision for Doctor Who in 1962 was a children's show that was educational with a strong informational core based on fact. And one of his big things was no bug-eyed monsters or okay, any so, such huh. business. So, uh, swing and a miss, swing and a miss, <laughs> swing and a miss. Okay. Second episode. Well, if children show, he meant verifying every childhood fear I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. 
decades-long fever dream for children. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we got. So, yeah, I mean, it was he. That was the vision. That was the the original idea for the show. And so we'll kind we'll, well, I'm sure, especially in defense of the Daleks, we'll talk about um, where they kind of took a left turn right away and <laughs> yeah. took years yeah. to actually make the episode turn left. But that's okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Nice callback. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So when it came time for filming uh, this their second story, you know, they started off. I mean, you can really kind of see if you remember back to because you guys covered this um, an unearthly child mm-hmm. when they go back into caveman times. I think that genuinely was they were thought that was, was, a, get, was a, a real little bit more of that yeah. historical right. show on what wasn't caveman there, times was like. Wasn't there a moment about plants or something there was like yeah, there was some kind of like yeah. miniature botany lesson in the middle yes. of it or something yes, like that's that right. yeah. that's right uh, that's right and we're just like what is happening <laughs> like yeah. what this is this is not this an informational show it, i mean it's early tv children's tv where it's like yeah. they're going to be learning but they don't know that they're learning so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> which is what you can watch you can watch this basis. terrible show where you somewhat are supposed to learn something <laughs> and actually despises not kids shows where they try and teach <laughs> stuff well, <laughs> and and it's also early. I mean, it's early television, but it's also yeah. early British television. Okay, and, and you know, there's there's a big difference between even today British and American television too. And oh yeah, um, Americans a little more entertaining, in my opinion. Not, nothing against <laughs> British. I love watching British TV, but right. um, and yeah, that's why I have a BritBox subscription hey, to watch other shows too. But shameless um, plug. Yeah, <laughs> use our BritBox link. Yeah, <laughs> but they uh, yeah. So it's it's early British TV, it's a lot more like theater on screen because the British history in acting is so steeped in theater and they're so good at it. Right. And so it's, it's interesting to watch these early episodes. So anyway, when it came time for uh, recording their second episode or a second story, really, um, they, the Daleks was the only script that was ready. (laughs) <laughs> they were. Oh, really? they, it was oh, close wow. enough to being ready. They they were. They had rejected <laughs> all even, these other scripts. Wasn't even fully ready. Was no, it wasn't. Was there enough? So yeah. And so they had rejected all these other ones. So the Daleks was like Terry Nation had come up with this episode of the Daleks, and that was the one that was close enough. So after an unearthly, unearthly child, they got the green light for the Daleks, and of course, as we'll talk about later, the popularity. Uh, for the whole show just took off with that and the Daleks became an instant icon and yeah. and, and just people latched onto it. So um, there that that's kind of how the Daleks came into it. And and of course, Doctor Who really took a turn from a purely educational focus. I mean, other than like, don't get into wars. That's educational, right? Yeah. Or, or don't sure. try and trick Wait, people. Are we trying to say that's the message of this story? Because <laughs> the message of the story, I think, was you'd better start a war before the other guys do. <laughs> Am I wrong? I feel like this story, the Could Daleks be. were Nazis and the Thals were whoever that's, that's were against absolutely, the Nazis. They were the what allies they were going for. or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I felt that very strongly. There was even there was even the bit where one of the Daleks like went wonky and his eye stalk went crazy and it went up, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, that's definitely Heil Hitler going on yeah, right there." I mean, yeah. that's definitely what it looked like. So, so I mean, there um, was a so line. the educational the message is don't be Dalek or don't be Nazis. Don't be. Yeah. <laughs> that's there was a line was there. One of the Daleks was like, "We gotta kill them because they're different." I was like. That is Nazis right yes. there. Right, and that's, I mean... And it was during that time period where, like, we were kind of recovering from that, right? Yeah, there were, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were people who had, like, 
fought in that war that were probably working on this show. Yeah, yeah. Ev- everything yeah. in that time period was Nazis. <laughs> well, and you're yeah. far enough away from World War II that people could start talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, it, it, it just really, there needed to be some time uh, there. But yeah, so it was, they, they absolutely were modeled after the Nazis, the mm-hmm. Daleks were. And, and dancers? Uh, so the, their movement, this? the movement of the Daleks was, uh, that note is moving on to a different topic. Yeah. Uh, the movement of the Daleks was inspired by dancers wearing gowns. I mean, I can and see so that because that's kind of what they're shaped like. Kind of how they float mm-hmm. along and move around. And yeah. so that was that was the inspiration that they came up with the special effects folks. Except that they turned them into evil killing machines. <laughs> well, you know, they, they can be beautifully moving evil killing Not machines, yeah. can't yeah. they? Yeah. Have you ever seen a, a yeah. jellyfish? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they look geez. beautiful until they, like, yeah. kill you. Eat you. It's they don't eat you. Uh, they you just sting you. Huh? They just sting you. They don't eat you. I don't know, you. man. Have you been eaten by a jellyfish? Before? Not recently. Okay. <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> but the been, first time, been, that was that was that pretty rough. Oh boy. Yeah. Every look, every young I man remembers one the once. first time they were eaten by a jellyfish. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> ate a jellyfish. <laughs> if you get that, congratulations. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a deep cut. All right. So what's this? Uh, what's this last bit here? And the final one that I threw in there was that the. Uh, so within this series um, of episodes, th- it's said that the Daleks are mutation from the race of the Dals. But that's like the only time that Dals comes up, that, that they Wait, used to be Wait, but wasn't dolls. the next Dalek one in the past, so wouldn't they be called retcon. Dals? Right, right. They, they kind of went and retconned, but they changed, yeah, changed the name. Um, so and, and unless, I'm, unless I've missed something, that's the only time I could find the reference to the Dals. It's yeah. later that they're said they're from the Khalid race and definitely in Genesis of the Daleks. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I did a little bit of watching ahead. I watched the, the next Dalek episode, the Dalek invasion of earth. Yes. Um, which apparently was like, if this one cemented Dr. Who mm-hmm. Dalek invasion of earth cemented the Daleks. I mean, right. it was like, apparently that they became even more iconic being seen on the streets of London in the episode huh. and things like yeah. that. Um, but uh, did like you said, did a little bit of reading and realized that yeah, they the dolls are never mentioned again. That Davros corrupts the Khaleds, which is basically Dalek backwards, sort of you know reverse kind the of, D and yeah. the K. Yeah, um, you know, so I thought that was that was kind of interesting. Which <clears throat> we talk a lot about on this show about how over fifty years. Just continuity oh. is impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can't so remember every Dolls die episode. every episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, the, and the thing I told him was um, that I didn't realize that that is baked into the Dalek characters because the first episode we see, they are they all die. killed off. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the next time we see them, they very, uh, they did an in-universe explanation. They, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Ian says... But we saw them all killed off. And the doctor yes. says, yes, but that was, I think he said, that was millions of years in the future or thousands of years right. in the future. Right, Even so, though the war was only like a couple hundred, so they wouldn't have been mutated. Well, again, this... Continuity all, errors. All of that, yeah, all of this is prior to Genesis right. of the Daleks and, and learning all of that. But um, I thought it was well, interesting that the, the, the very first time they brought out the Daleks, they killed them all. Right. And then went, oh no, we killed These the golden goose. Right. So now right. we got to bring them back 
oh, I know. We'll have them. We'll we'll go interact with them in the past. The past you know, right. despite, the fu- our future, but the past from that other episode. Like, despite never showing the ability to even get off that planet. Yes. Otherwise, they would have done so. <laughs> right, thing. right. At, at that point, they can't even move off the metal plates. You know, they're, yeah. they're stuck. Yeah. They're yeah. stuck because it's dodgems. They can't. You know, they it's, can't. it's bumper cars. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. I, I had to. I had to pause and go. That means bumper cars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they couldn't leave the city, let alone the planet. Right. And here we have whatever. I I I gotta go back and look. I swear he said that was millions of years in the future. Yes. And I remember oh, yeah. he did. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and Genesis of the Daleks is even before that. And it's before what? Before the invasion of Earth, the, the wow. Dalek invasion of Earth. So oh, are we saying that yeah. all yeah. the Daleks didn't survive? It's actually just bad. Well, if you if you go and look at at their his, the history that Doctor Who has come up with, uh, you've got groups of Daleks that did leave the planet. And so what we're seeing when Daleks are invading the Earth there or, or other times, it's part of the group that left the planet. And uh, these are oh, the, so ones the ones that are in the war that aren't the as advanced, and they're kind of oh, stuck on the planet. Yeah. You know, there's there's there, okay, there's so multiple they, explanations. They did some yeah, yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's definitely all kinds of retconning going on. And and when you see other Daleks, sometimes they've got like a satellite dish on their back. That's how they kind of yeah. got power or battery packs. And uh, then they just sort of figured. Uh, we don't have to worry about that anymore, and we just <laughs> right. They, they Throw that out the window. Yeah. people like the Daleks. We can just keep them yeah, back. Just yeah, I think that was that was in that in the Dalek invasion of Earth. They they brought that up. Brought up. Why can, can they, they move, move around on the dirt? And yeah. then they said, "Oh, look at the thing on their back." Yeah. And it is. It's like a. It's like a like a satellite dish <laughs> type of thing, yeah. just sticking out of their back, and that's how they get power. Now we right. can move on which, dirt. Again, 1960s sci-fi logic. It's just, yeah, okay. That's, satellite? That's okay, thing. what's the satellite? Nobody part? cared about continuity back then. It was just, it's a show. It, Who it, cares? It, it was a lot less important, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and we've talked before about, um, I, I have to explain to these guys on a regular basis, the the idea of no reruns. Yeah. Right. No so replays. Like there's no right. way. For- um, no pause. No, right. um, hey, that was a great episode. I'm going to go home and watch it again. Or for that matter, I mean, like, you and I are living in this amazing era huh. where all of the stuff from our childhood is on Amazon Prime. Yes. And Netflix. <laughs> and and, and I, and, well, Right, right, right. You know, and I, I can go in at, at any moment and I can say, boy, I oh, we have kind of this running gag in our house where I will reference a movie. And they'll go, what is that? And I'll say, oh, that's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. And they're like, they made a movie of that? I'm like, put it on the list. You know, we have this running <laughs> theoretical. There's never been a list. <laughs> not an actual list. I'm going to start. I told list. Corbin a year ago, I was like, I'm not kidding. Open a Google document and start an actual list. And he has never done it. I think I He's made, a disobedient I teenage child. I think I made child. a list and there's like one movie on there. And we've yeah. probably already seen it by this Pro- point. Yeah, Once you got to oh, 13, yeah. that was it. Just, just like, never listen to that again. I think it was like yeah. Bean or something. So the, the idea of, uh, of any kind of continuity, first of all, you know, uh, we, we, we joke on the show also when we're going over the viewership yeah. on a two-parter. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, the second part of the two-parter had... 800,000 less people. And I'm like, what did those people think? <laughs> they just never got the resolution of that cliffhanger, you know, yeah. like that would have destroyed me, you know? Yeah. And, um, there is, um, uh, Star Trek Voyager is, is my, is my go-to. It, it aired in this weird pocket of my life. I went off to college and didn't have a TV 
in college. Can you imagine that, guys? I lived oh, for wow. a long stretch of time what? without a television, and you couldn't stream video at all on the internet. Yeah, um, you, you, you would take several minutes to get a photograph. <laughs> and um, and so I missed, I, I, like I saw like the first season of Voyager, or maybe the first two, and then it just kind of like went away in my life. And it was one of my favorite shows. And it was years later that it came on Amazon Prime, and I was able to go and watch it. And it just, you know, it, and it blows my mind. And You're so, like, what is this witchcraft? Uh, yeah, yeah. And and now, like, I'm watching, you know, 1960s sci-fi Doctor Who. Um, they had no concept of that. We've we talked before about how so many of the tapes got burned. You yeah. know, they just got either either re-recorded over or yeah. literally thrown into fires yeah. or stuck into a a, a broom closet that yeah. you know they just went bad or whatever. Someone goes up to the head office and says. Uh, we're out of storage space. What do, what do we do? I ah, just burn about half of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, we were looking. We we were looking the other day. The uh, the second doctor's got like half of his stories are yeah. gone. I mean, yeah. it was like I, short I shrift on that one. Uh, I think it's the third or the fourth. Literally every single one of their episodes is completely or partially missing. Third yeah. or fourth season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that. Um, we were on on BritBox when you flip yeah. them through the seasons. Yeah. When you get to the second doctor. It's, I think it's the second season. I don't even think they have the first season. And it's all animated. It's all cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cartoon recreation. And it's only yeah. one That's, episode. It's the, oh, no. It's, yeah, it's one story. story. It's the, it's the um, regenerating into the second Doctor is an animation. Uh, is that on is that on Amazon though? On Brickbox. Is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was that story. I thought it was a different one. I know the I know the animation you're talking about, but I yeah. didn't know that was it. So yeah. Yeah. So at, at any rate, it's a Dalek episode. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we were talking about continuity. So yeah, a lot of these a <laughs> lot of these things. Their own continuity. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this was not as big of a deal. Plus, the the existence of the internet makes continuity so much more. Yeah. Um, one important and two impossible. Yeah. It's just people impossible. are always finding plot holes. Yeah, yeah they'll be and, like, um, "Excuse me, you said uh, in episode four of DS Nine that you know the Ferengi uh, left incisor is two millimeters longer than you said in Voyager's episode." I'm like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, you, you just let it be the show, you know?" Like, like, but. <laughs> And at the is same time, is this your job? Some to people go find enjoyment from it. Well, like and I was going to say at the same time, we, we, I always, I always have to rehumble the three of us and say we are making a podcast about Doctor Who. So let us not call anyone nerds, shall we? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, yeah. Let us not uh, put down anyone's fandoms. I your do embarrass my wife to... from time to time. We all I, do. with my nerddom, we, but yes. I think we all do. But I like to tell people, hey, I have a wife. So there you there's go. something, <laughs> there you right? Go. <laughs> well, guys, let me take uh, just a minute to remind you that Noobs and the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. Uh, go in there, fill up, go to store.r5websitemanagement.com, fill up your cart, okay? Get all the hosting, all the domains, all the things that you need, and then use the code NOOBS at checkout for 15% off of your first order. Now, again, that's a one-time coupon. So throw everything in the bucket that you want at the same time. If you've got a couple of domains, you're like, I'm not quite ready to build that website yet, but I want the domain, throw it in there. You'll get 15% off. I was telling Jared just the other day, um, we we finally went ahead and got uh, mastercloset studios.com booked. That's ours now, guys. 
don't go there because there's nothing there. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we own the domain. Um, and we bought it because buy it Why now before somebody, it? yeah, before somebody else gets it. So whatever it is that you're thinking about for your great website idea, uh, throw it all in the bucket. Use the code noobs at checkout for 15% off and get started today. All right. So that brings us on to the checklist. The baddie of the week was, uh, it was the doctor. Wasn't it? Oh, oh, yeah. No, no. It's the Dalek. It was the doctor. <laughs> kind of was at the start. I think you're right. There's an we, argument to be made in I, episode one, uh, at least. I th- and you know, we've got a segment about that later on where we're, we're going to talk about the first doctor. Um, but yeah, the baddie of the week, of course is the Daleks. Um, we, we'll, we'll be talking about them more later, so we won't park there uh, for right now. Um, we did have a mention of the impossible. It was yep. impossible that anything could be alive on that planet. Yep. Whoops, there's two races of people <laughs> alive on that planet. Uh, Surviving on that in one. different ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, one, one uh, somehow surviving the radiation and the other one needing the radiation, becoming yep. dependent on the radiation. One thing I wondered is, like, they just found out they need radiation, and suddenly it's this big problem that they just realized, <laughs> yeah, and now they gotta yeah. nuke the world just yeah. to get more radiation. It'd be it'd be like all of a sudden uh, science discovered that oxygen was really important for life, <laughs> and it's all running out, right? Like like today, Two you know, like bad wow. timing, guys. Yeah. Bad timing. Um, I did think it was interesting. Yeah, they were gonna they were going to intentionally nuke the planet. In yeah. order to survive, yeah, I thought that was a that was an amazing sci-fi thing to happen. Uh, when when was this episode? The sixties, yeah, in the, the middle 60s. of like nuclear yeah. terror, yeah. Um, so let's see when when was um, when was the 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 whole uh, doomsday thing where the ships were coming to the, the uh, to um, Cuba, yeah, the Cuban Missile Cuban Crisis, missile I crisis. yeah. <laughs> What the was that the missiles that Cuba? were going to Cuba with that crisis thing, I think it's called the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Uh, when was that? Was that? Uh... Oh, geez. So this exact. this storyline was in the 63-64. Yeah. So would that have been? Yeah. I that was can, later. I can look it up here. Later in the sixties, I think. Conveniently, so, they happened right at the same time unintentionally. You just didn't know it. Well, nineteen sixty-two. So, okay, so this wow. is post-Cuban Missile Crisis. Just after, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, which was like the zenith of yeah. we're all going to die right. in a mushroom cloud. <laughs> um, and here you have a planet that has been essentially irradiated and and two two civilizations. Um, what, what did I just say? Civilization? Two civilizations decimated, if not destroyed, yeah. because of because of nuclear war. Yeah. And here you have, uh, you know, uh, a story about all of the effects of that and nuclear war a thousand years back or you know maybe they right. didn't start with nuclear war but still that entered yeah, into the yeah, thousand it got, year war it got there not that they know about that at that point because it hadn't been invented yet but sure, still sure. <laughs> and and we're what a hundred years post in this episode we're a hundred years post the bombs yeah, dropping essentially yeah, right yeah. like the war ended yeah. effectively a hundred years ago yeah. um and they're still dealing you know with all this and then here you have again the Nazi stand-ins saying we're going to drop another bomb so right. that we can survive. So that we can survive. Just so we you can survive. Right. Yeah. And you guys can't. Right. And you guys can't. We don't care about you guys. Yeah, they actually like very pointedly said that, didn't they? Yeah. Like they were like, drop you're going to kill everybody else. And they were like, we're the only ones that matter. Except right. they said it more robotically. Right. Not, so, not only are we going to drop one so we can survive, we're going to drop it on you so that you die and we survive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, you got to do that. It's the best way to do it. In the, the war. 
for the Daleks, you know, wiping out the Thals was just like a happy little side effect. Like, oh, what a nice little bonus. It's, it's we can hobby. survive and we get to wipe them out too because they're oh, not right. us. Um, so let's see, on the checklist under the Jiggery Pokery, I just had a few notes about the TARDIS because um, so, so any good sci-fi show that introduces something as cool as the TARDIS has to spend the first season telling you about all the cool stuff it can do. And granted, we've spent 50 years learning all the things that it can do. But um, I was not aware that the TARDIS has a food replimat that creates Jetson's food, food cubes. Wait, what? Remember they they, oh, they yeah. made them snacks and they were like little cubes. Cheese and they were, cubes? what was it that they were flavored like? Uh, bacon, bacon, bacon and eggs. Yeah, he was like yeah. one bite tastes like, like bacon. And then the next bake uh, the next bite tastes like eggs. Yeah. How do you do it, doctor? And you know the doctor's like magic. <laughs> right. <laughs> pretty much he was like, "Oh, you wouldn't understand, young man." And that was actually not a bad doctor. That's pretty good. <laughs> I just have to, I have to fold my neck. <laughs> Those of you looking closely into your iPhones here, he's, he's squinching back in the corner. I, iPods. They're iPods. listening on iPods. Oh, yes. Sorry, iPods. iPods. Our show is exclusively on iPod. Um, you're not Apple people, so. Uh. Uh, yeah. We have one iPod in the house. Nice. It was, it was my very first iPod. Uh, With the click wheel? Um, it has a click wheel. It's the yes. third generation Nano. Nice. Okay. With the tiny little screen. Yeah. We bought. I bought that. So um, I I don't think Trip was born yet when I bought that, and now Brayden has it, and it is still awesome. working. That's still amazing. works That's with impressive. the boombox. With the best boom box. best two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, best two hundred and fifty dollars worth of credit card bonus points I've ever spent. <laughs> um, so at any rate, um, the TARDIS also has a lock with twenty one holes, and if you use the wrong one, the inside of the lock melts. Yeah, which That's to a me, small problem. how many times have you ever missed your key going into your own door at your house? Yeah, you know, it just seems to me like anytime you come across a safety, uh, a security system in in sci-fi or television shows in general, spy movies, that there is like no second chance. Right. I always think, what happens when you accidentally say the wrong code word and you nuke the facility? Yeah. I just, anyways. Well, it's kind of like the um, story. Well, it was in the news a few weeks back where the. A uh, toddler got a hold of his dad's iPod or iPad and was trying to open it up. Like he uh -huh. just, he was just hitting buttons. He didn't know what he was doing. He was just playing, hitting the buttons. Right. And it was locked for like the next thousand years. Oh, no. something. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. an insanely every, long every time, time. Yeah. Every time you put in the wrong code. Once he got it, past like 10, it, yeah, it, it locked oh, no. it for a longer and longer time. <laughs> it was just like, well, <laughs> that one's bricked. Yeah. You get, you get it wrong like three times and it locks for like a minute. Yeah. And then you get it wrong again and it locks for five minutes. And so he just kept going. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> hitting buttons. <laughs> Ooh, buttons, words. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, you just kind of work yourself into a little security hole there. So, um, Oh, we did want to talk about the magical doors. Um, so, and, and I, it, help me out with this, is when did this change in classic Who? Do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah. When you're on the outside of the TARDIS, the, it's the blue box doors. Right. And then when you flip to the interior you have the 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 the, the circle the circle circles things. on the yeah, doors. Circle design, yeah. But the outside of the doors not only have the white circles on them, but it is also gigantic doors. Right. So like, you know, you open you open the half door and and slide your way in, but then when the camera shows from the interior, you're walking through these grand double right. swinging doors. Right. When did that change because modern who when you're on the end, it's the other way around. On the inside of the TARDIS, there's, there's the, the blue, blue wooden doors. Blue box door, yeah. So when when did that when did that happen? Yeah, honestly, uh, I wish you'd asked me before. I don't know. I okay. don't know exactly. I mean, did it ever? I, I 
if off the top of my head now the later doctors are not i'm not as familiar with okay um th- those episodes up to the f- uh fifth doctor uh is you know okay. beyond that i i lost interest and and i okay. do have a goal this year to watch all of classic who i'm trying to all watch right. in one year uh but uh you know i'm not up there yet but the um i don't i honestly think it might have been new who where they started really, really doing that now, the inside of the TARDIS might start looking more, you know, l- less uh, grand entryway. Okay. Um, but, you know, that was obviously a soundstage that they're working on. <laughs> right. And right. they and they would always um, have to build uh, like five feet worth of the planet surface on the other side of the doors. So yeah. you can see it through well, the doors. It, you know, it's interesting. In the TARDIS Wikia, they somewhere they said that um, I think it was in new as you got into new who you guys may have mentioned this. It was the first time that you could see into the TARDIS uh-huh. from the outside. Yeah. And uh, in New Who was that was. And there's sometimes, yeah, you do kind of see through the doors and see stuff through there. So I'm not sure exactly what they mean yeah, by that. Was, I remember there was a particular episode where where the Wikia noted, this is the first time you see through the doors to the interior, see the console yeah. room. Yeah. And then just, I think just recently, I think, and I don't remember if we brought it up on the show, uh, we had the first instance of a camera move through the doors. Oh, so oh, yeah. other, rather than just simple green screen yep. looking in, the camera actually entered the TARDIS. Oh, cool. And you went from the <coughs> real world, you know, the, excuse me, the outside world to inside <coughs> the control room. Yeah. And, uh, and d- is this ringing any bells like for you guys? Martha no. running through the doors <laughs> with the. Uh, when the doctor died or whatever, whatever I can't imagine that, that would have Martha to be like first videos. person. There's like never any first person views. No, it was it was third person. It was following the doctor into the TARDIS yeah. or something like that. But but the but the cameraman literally, you know, apparently right. walked through the doors and was and and and, and it there's not a there's not a cut. Like right. I, it's a complicated right. shot because they were st- they were outside the TARDIS, full. You can see every which way around the TARDIS. Go into the TARDIS and then pan around inside. I mean, like it's an amazing shot. Yeah. Um. So I'll have to I'll have to go back and see if I can find where. The, and 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 I'll I'll go ahead and admit, um, it's entirely possible that that's a future episode we haven't done yet. So I'm in, oh, yeah. I'm in this yeah. really bad. I have fallen down a hole. I have put myself in a terrible position because I have started watching ahead some of my favorites, especially from Eleven's time. And so all of a sudden I'll be referencing them in our episode going, wait a minute, has this happened yet? And that's when I'm talking about remembering the future. Yeah. So then (laughs) while we've got BritBox, I'm like, we've got BritBox. We've paid for a month. I might as well watch some of it. So I started, I mistakenly started watching Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah. While we had not yet completed oh, the Daleks, and I was like, "Oh, that's a bad idea. I've got, I've got to stop because all the timelines, all the storylines were crossing my head." I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, wait a minute. Why is Barbara doing that? She was on the. Pl- oh, wait, that was the other one. You know, they were still this first Doctor, same characters. It was even worse. You know. Yeah. Um, all right, so you guys don't have that problem, huh? Huh, no, mm, no we're only watching one episode at a time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Dad, Just going through it. I can't it help. Breaks it. the rules. I can't help it. I think I think I have now watched uh, the next season, Eleven's first season. I think I have now watched it in its entirety <laughs> three or four times. It's oh, such a good. I'm realizing it's I such a good season. Do love Eleven. It's yeah. I I, yeah. I started this podcast saying ten is hands down my favorite. <gasps> I think tough. I'm changing. It's tough. Yeah, I'm changing. Anyways, um, so oh. Uh, going back to the magical doors, I'm just looking at my notes here. Yeah. I noted that it was like the the door to the candy room in Willy Wonka. Yes. Uh, 
Huh? More proof. More proof. And I think you mentioned that when you when you. Oh, gave, I think I did. It got bigger. Theory. Yeah. Crackpot yeah. theory. The doors yeah. got bigger right. when he walked. Yeah. But the but it it's it's so exactly the same because when they're on the the small side, you know, they're all scrunched up in the room, and then when the camera is inside the candy room, the doors swing in. Yeah. They are standing full height. The door yep. is towering above them, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's a, a limitation of the of the technology. All right. So that brings us to um, a another part of the checklist. This will be a classic Who checklist. I guess it's really the first all this, doctor. I guess only for yeah. this episode. Yeah. That's Hartnellisms or Hartnell flubs, as some people call them. Um, this is when um, you you mean huh. You call them Hartnell flubs? No, I have read that somewhere. Yes, okay. I know. I, okay, I think, right. I think they're more popularly known as Hartnellisms, but Hart, yeah, uh, Billy flubs—that's what they were called. Billy flubs. That's William Hartnell. William Hartnell. So Billy. Billy. That's what it was. Billy flubs. That sounds yeah. way better. Okay. So this is where William Hartnell would, uh, because of his advancing age, and did he did he have like Alzheimer's or something? Or? Yeah, I, I've never read that. Uh, if if there is a diagnosis, I haven't read it, but he did have an issue yeah. um, where he, he had memory loss or, or yeah. short-term memory challenges. So so he would sort of and like flub lines. It was, it was really undiagnosed for most or all of his life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't just the, the later years necessarily? or I Well, I it mean, might it have come on, but yeah, yeah. it might yeah. have come on. Then, and yeah. and uh, I think we've talked before about it. That, that's essentially what brought his tenure to an end was like he just couldn't do the show anymore yeah. and and they had a they had a, a hit show and said what if we did this thing called regeneration so yeah. we um uh, the hartnellisms or the billy flubs kind of gave rise to this empire that is doctor who because his inability to continue doing the show is what spurred it on to, to continue the way that it did and, and to be able to continue Forever. Like indefinitely. Yeah, 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 indefinitely, because yeah. you just keep replacing people. Yes. Yeah. Well, but only for 12 generations. Though. Right. Which right, means we're on the last one. Only for yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we need to do an episode about that sometime, doing a breakdown, because I was reading some stuff recently about the the number count that was blowing my mind. So at any rate, that's a whole other topic. Well, yeah. And then, then you get into that. The time Lords can give you more regenerations. It's like all of that stuff. Like <laughs> you can play poker for them, you know? Like, uh, oh, really? I'll, I'll throw in five regenerations. <laughs> I'll have a good hand. I did not know that part. Yeah. No, um, they offer it to the master in some episode to okay. give him a, a new set of regenerations. If he goes after, you know, um, yeah, I forget exactly what, but yeah, it's, it, it's really, used. wow. Yep. I did not know that. Okay. Well, I know I know they 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 did something similar to that. They or they pff, they've done something similar to that where they've had given uh, donated regenerations. They've had half regenerations. Right. They've had right. regenerations that I didn't mean, numerically count, like the War Doctor or things like didn't that. The tenth Doctor, he had a half regeneration, right? That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. The War Doctor didn't count. Okay. So, well, numerically, he doesn't count. You go seven, eight, war, nine, ten, eleven. Right. So, because reasons. <laughs> because retconning. That's right. Why. Because so we, you want cooler. another doctor. Yeah. So we were gonna not talk about regenerations because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we were talking about yeah. Hartnellisms. When are we getting to the dogs? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's the that's the next episode. Okay. Uh, anyways, the Hartnellisms. Uh, the first one I, I I picked up on was he called Ian. Uh, he called Ian. Crap, what is his name? Chesterton. 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 <laughs> All of a sudden I'm looking at it and I can't remember what it was. Um, he called him Chesterfield. Yes. And then later in the episode, he called him Chesserman, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and then at the end of the, uh, later on, it was like episode six or seven, um, Ian corrected him on it and and like called him out on it. Like you were saying earlier, he was saying something about, uh, you know, silly old fool of a man, you can't even get my name right. Right. So apparently they were already... 
giving an in-universe yeah, kind of a nod to... Yeah, that yeah. He's just sort of a forgetful guy. And I think that's what's... One of the things that was kind of cool about early Who is that, you know, here's this problem and he's like working it into his character. He's like, okay, well, yeah. I can't always remember my lines, but, um, you know, I could just be a, a character quirk. And yeah. Yeah. honestly, I think it, it, we'll, we'll talk more about the Doctor soon, but, uh, you know, he's sort of a grouchy kind of guy to start with and it, and it yeah. sort of humanizes him it, it yeah. gives him makes him and a little it, more lovable and it it kind of uh yeah it worked it in as a as a flaw on his part that he just didn't seem to care enough to Cut. remember ian's actual name right you know? um and then he did say um uh radiation gloves instead yeah. of radiation drugs and he corrected himself right off yes he, he said radiation gloves was drugs just kind of there he didn't say oh yeah. i mean drugs he was just like drugs okay so so here's 1960s television right yeah um i don't know if y'all caught this when when uh they're they're saying you know what is it doctor and he says radiation gloves and they react to that line as though he said radiation drugs they all go like oh great wonderful you know and then he corrects himself and says drugs okay so you know Real world, in universe, put yourself there, and he says they're radiation gloves. You go, oh, how was that? Okay, helpful? or what? <laughs> what? Why? They, they don't look like gloves. I don't they, want yeah. my hands to look be like mutated. pills. Yeah. yeah, and um, and and so they they had they reacted yeah. as though the line was delivered correctly, and you can kind of see um, not Susan uh, Barbara. You can kind of see Barbara um react to her reaction. <laughs> she goes. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> she kind of like corrects herself, but but then stays in character. Nowadays, that would never fly. They would reshoot it, and they probably oh, yeah. they probably would have shot the scene twelve times anyway. And but back then, man, it was one and done. It's in the can, yeah. ready to go. Here yeah. you go. So it doesn't matter that a he flubbed the line, and b because the the flub alone would have gotten a retake yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But B, you had a reaction to yeah. the wrong line. Yeah. It's funny because nowadays you would probably say radiation gloves. Everyone on set would burst out laughing. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. and that's the thing is like, um, like you were saying earlier, it's it it was theater. It was just recorded theater. Yeah, yeah. and on stage, it's like TV theater, whatever happens is what happened. So now you roll with it. Right. You know, I was I I, I did a, a a play in my senior year of high school, and we <clears throat> there was this big giant scene where there was like almost the entire cast was on stage at the same time, and we were like in the throne room talking to the king about this or that or the other thing, and like this guy delivers a speech, and then the king you know responds to it, and this person does their speech, and then the king says something, and then I've got a line, I've got a big monologue, and it was just like this. It was this beatdown of a scene that just kept going. And we got into it one time live in front of an audience and someone did their big speech and the king said his line that was the response, which cued the next actor to do their thing. And and so they they didn't have a speech. They had a couple lines and then this person had a couple lines. It was like a chain of events, you know? And then when it all looped back around, the 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 guy that had given them the monologue said his bit. And then the king repeated his line from earlier, from the end of the monologue, (laughs) which then triggered the actor to respond to that, which set off the next. We literally went in a five minute loop (laughs) on stage, live in front of the audience. And halfway through the loop, we all realized what was happening. (laughs) 
And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You just yeah. go with it. And yeah. so then as everybody started realizing, we all kind of like started making eyes at each other. Like, what do we do? How do we get out of this? And, I, and if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm, we actually did it twice. <laughs> we didn't notice it until the second loop. We were like, wait a minute. Everybody suddenly realized we've done this three times. It was it was the weirdest thing. It was like being you know in a time loop on Star Trek or something. And then we get to the and then all of a sudden we get to the end of the bit and the what it was the king couldn't remember what he was supposed to say. Right. And so he accidentally said the other thing. So he didn't say anything. So the queen goes, well. Shall we move along? <laughs> just like made something up and you just keep rolling. And that's, you know, that's what you do. And so on TV shows, Abbott and Costello is one yeah. where stuff just happens. Yeah. And you just got to roll with it because yeah. it was either actually live mm -hmm. or it was live yeah. to film and you don't get a second take. Yeah. As know? the audience in a high school show, when something like that <laughs> happens, you, you know, it, well, on, on stage, you, you know, something's going on because the audience is uncomfortably shifting Shifted. in their chairs collectively together. And he's like, we already heard this before. Yes. Twice Me now. Meanwhile, all of us on stage are trying desperately not to look at the fourth wall. Right. Like, no one look at the audience. No one make eye contact. They'll smell the fear. <laughs> so, so, um, anyway, so that brings us down to the who's who. And so, um, we're no gonna, existential horror today. Um, no, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say so. No, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the who's who we're going to talk a little bit about the Daleks, just a little bit about the Daleks. And then we'll, cause we're going to defend the Daleks in our 0.5 episode. Um, but who are the Daleks? Um, I did think it was interesting. Uh, this is a trope that, uh, there's another podcast I listen to where they talk about this, how, um, it's a Star Trek podcast. And have you ever noticed every race? that you meet in Star Trek that are horrible, horrible villains. There's always one guy that says, we were once philosophers and artists <laughs> and architects. What were the Daleks? They were once, they were once teachers, teachers and philosophers. And philosophers of yeah. course they were. Meanwhile, so, the peaceful people were once great warriors. Huh? Yeah. Completely weird. Weird that they completely flip-flopped. Yeah, because when we meet the Thals, yeah. they are like... Oddly Farmers. Aryan, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> they're, they're all tall and blonde. Yeah, I didn't and, think about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Strange but, clothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plastic cloaks. But they were they were definitely, uh, the. they seemed very sophisticated and, and, and that kind of thing. And Whereas farmers. Are, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, living the pastoral life and everything. So, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you uh, if you were warriors all your life, like Spartans, you know, mm -hmm. this is Sparta. This this and it is destroys your world. No, Scarrow, um, <laughs> Falta. and and it destroys your world. And now you're barely surviving. You know, yeah. and obviously they they were able to farm for a while, but now as we see them, they're barely surviving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might think, well, if we hadn't gotten into that fight over who knows what anymore, yeah, nobody even remembers why. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the Daleks got, you know, crushed and and have now become the warriors right. in response. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Um, so uh, the speaking of the Daleks, they don't like laughter. I thought that was funny. There's yeah. Somebody was laughing. Uh, Susan starts Susan. laughing yeah. for no apparent reason. Oh, I don't even remember was, why she started laughing. There was some scene yeah. where someone said something. She just started laughing and they looked at her. And yeah, and he goes, sorry, stop I'm that noise. <laughs> like, cease the noise. She's like, that's my signature. <laughs> um, we, we've, we've hinted at this, uh, that apparently they draw power from the floor. Yep. Um, I love that. Um, again, and you 19... can cut that off? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's static electricity. Flaw. Yeah, it's somehow uh -huh. static electricity coming through the floor. Yeah. Can cut Just, off like static said, uh, like, like bumper cars. Bumper cars. They said dodgems. Yeah. Dodgems. I had, to, I had to stop and think. I was like, dodgems. Yeah. The, the first thing that came to mind uh, for dodgems was, um, uh, what is, is it, Jamie Dodgers? 
Oh, it's the, from, the cookie from, thing from the yeah the 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 eleventh doctor is always uh, yeah uh, after yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So um, I was like, cookies? What are we talking about? Like, oh no no, no. dodgems. Yeah, the bumper cars. Uh, let's see, I lost my place here. They draw power from the yeah. floor. So, they were originally called dolls. Which yeah, we already talked about. Yeah, they're they're um, really the dolls, um, the thals. Wait, yeah. what if the thal the thals used to be called the tholics? <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so one thing that that I wasn't clear. Uh, thinking from this episode, not future retconning and stuff, okay. but thinking from this episode, were they trying to insinuate that the Daleks used to look like the Thals? No. They didn't actually show the picture of the dolls, but that's what I thought they were getting at. Mm-hmm. So they were like humanoid-ish yeah. Yeah. things. It seemed like they had concept art for what the dolls looked like, mm-hmm. and then they just gave it to the actors, and they didn't actually show it on screen at all, Right. which was just right. really weird. But Yeah, and the closest we got to seeing the Dalek uh, this time was... It was like an like arm. Three three claws of a, of a hand right, coming right. out from under the cloak or whatever. Do, do we ever get to see, uh, in Classic Who, do we ever get to see inside the shell? Um... Or is that because I know you know it's yeah new all who, over the we, place in New Who we see it a lot yeah, yeah. that's a good question too not uh, not that it comes not to mind yeah. but uh, it, it's possible it's maybe possible in later it's in there it's it's really tough in, in my when I've watched it because my watching has just been mixed yeah so yeah. you know when we yeah. come to an episode I'm doing my research to make sure I'm clear on things right and, right so you're you're stumping me you know you don't normally get to ask me questions you just yeah. you just get what I send you we're gonna have but, to phone you in from uh, now on yeah. we'll stump stump the classic um, there. but uh, it is if if I understand this episode right and thinking just they made this episode and yeah. that's you know right. none of the extra history if I understand this episode right. The Daleks are, we'll just say dolls, because that's what they said they were from. The Dalek, the dolls were human beings, you know, bipedal, uh, yeah. maybe not human humanoid. beings, but, but humanoid-like yeah. beings. And they went through, because of all the radiation, they went through this mutation process and became the three-fingered, uh, right. tiny things that fit inside the Dalek case. The, you know, the, and, the things um, too horrible for women delicate yes, eyes to yes, lay upon. Yes, Why don't you away. ladies go in the other room well, and we'll we take wrap it, out, it up in this wrap and, it in a cloak because yeah. it's cheaper yeah. <laughs> than, showing, exactly. than showing the monster. And the Thals at some point were similar to what the Daleks are now, but they fully mutated back and went yeah. back to humanoid beings. Yeah. If I've got it right, that's what they were saying. Yeah, the doctor did say something about that, that the, that the mutation was completed. I'm like, that's not how mutation works. But <laughs> but yeah, that was the idea, was that it's it, they well, cycled through, you know, looking like monsters, and now they've come yeah. full circle. Because yeah. reasons. Yeah. Normally yeah. yeah. you just go like in a straight line and keep getting more mutated, it's, not right. come back Sciency wancy yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. and you've got some of the like in between doll the Dalek living in the swamp areas that that are eating. Those oh, is that what those are supposed attacking? to be? I that's what I thought. That's oh, what I always thought. okay. I, yeah. I thought they were. I like, just expected. I, was, I thought it was like the the, the, the iron lizard thing. Like, oh yeah, like, just everything is, whatever. Everything is dead except the Daleks. The falls and that oh. random creature living in the swamp. That's just right. like one the thing that just can people. make a whirlpool or whatever and suck people in. How do you even fall? Do you like fall into the river? Oh my goodness. I was or just going to say like that. That was in? the weirdest death I've ever seen in all of Who. Ah. Where, and the worst death was the guy falling off the cliff. Okay. That was. Oof. Well. Yeah. Ah. That was pretty bad. Oh, by the way, Trip called that. 
Trip said, that guy's going to die. <laughs> Needless. And then he died. said, and, which I was like, yeah, totally. And then Trip goes, he's going to die. Uh, what did you say? He's going to sacrifice himself. He's going to sacrifice himself needlessly. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And then he just falls and off he did. He, 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 he makes he it. Falls. Made the jump and then yep. fell backwards. And I also called that he... on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a uh, show on PBS. Oh, gosh. What's the actual show that Cliffhanger is part of? Is it re- between the lions? Clip. I think so, yeah. it's a segment it's on the lion on a, one. I okay. don't remember. What All right, it's so called. there's a show on PBS called Between the Lions, and they have these little uh, interstitials, and one of them is called Cliff Hanger. It's a guy named Cliff, and it, and it's you know they call him Cliff Hanger or something, and he says can't hold on much longer, and he's holding on to this root, and of course he's been holding on to this root for like thirty episodes now, and and goes through this thing so. Keely and I do that all the time. And I was like, holy cow, this episode literally had a cliffhanger. It was like episode five or six. When it went to the credits, he was literally hanging on a cliff. And I was like, thank you, 60s tropes. This is where we get the... Ian, we're changing your name to Cliff. That's right. There was a couple times, there was a couple times watching the last classic who we did yeah. and watching this one when trip made a comment to the effect of i think i think it was in regard to that guy you said he's gonna sacrifice himself needlessly and then you went no he's not because that you know that that would be too obvious and then two minutes later he goes no wait they wouldn't know that then this was the <laughs> 60s <laughs> it's and essentially what he was saying was it wasn't a trope yet like yes. what you predicted is going to happen because that's where the trope comes from. Right. You know, like that's where right. cliffhanger literally meant you, the hero would be hanging on a cliff. Here you yep. go. Yep. The hero's hanging from the cliff. So And then um, he like falls into water and the fall should not have killed him at all, but apparently it did. Oh yeah. It's like to be done. I don't think that was a deadly fall, but like So that <laughs> that brings us to who is Ian? And Jared and I talked a little bit via email that Ian is the hero of yeah. of at least season one yeah. classic yeah. who. Yeah. Is that the doctor is not the hero. He is a yeah. this, doctor. Like the first out. episode, it was or the first story rather, it was weird. We were trying to get adjusted and, and used to, and then and we spent a lot more time with Tin. And I told the boys, I was like, you guys are going to have a harder time now watching one because you've, <laughs> you've gotten to know 10. Yeah. And, and you go back and you watch one and it's like, who is this madman? Yeah. And not 11 madman in a just blue box doctor. madman, just cranky. And, and that was the word Trip kept coming to. Yeah. Was, He's just cranky. Yeah. He's a crotchety man. man. So Ian, though, Ian came up with every good idea. Yeah. He, you know, he Always was the one everything. who was like, we are not leaving Barbara behind. Yeah. Always like sacrificial, like, yeah, I'll take this. I'll do it. Don't worry. I'll Here, get give me guys. that. Give me that rope so that I might Tarzan swing across this chasm, which by the way, I thought that was a great, when they, when they showed him jumping and then they did the cut of him flying through the air and then the cut of him landing, I was like, that was pretty well done. 1960s sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> and then every other person jumping across, it was like. They jumped two feet. feet. Yeah, like and it was so all in it was painfully obvious for the rest of them. Yeah, but but yeah, Ian is is the man. Yeah, he's the um, hero. Yeah. So well, unfortunately, they make Susan and Barbara just oh seem my god completely useless. Okay, well, well uh, Barbara is not as bad. Yeah. Susan is yeah, yeah. Susan. whiny and just well, and that's why she yeah. left the show. Yeah, 
Yeah. She, the actress. She, the actress, yeah. She was tired of being written in that way. Mm-hmm. And so part of it was the, the writing we, we, from the information we have. Part of it was the writing. Part of it, I've never seen her in anything else. So it could be partly just oh, really? just how she acts. I don't know. Yeah, um, it just just um, but, terrible, terrible caricature of um, school-aged girl in the 60s. If anything right. happens, she falls on the ground <laughs> screaming and crying <laughs> right. and completely helpless. Right. And can you imagine the script? Susan falls down crying and helpless. <laughs> like, I mean, that might, might be what it said. So now here's here's my, my question, though, about Susan as a character. Is she a child? Or how old is she? I feel yeah, like because obviously, you know, the doctor, have we, have, has the doctor said in the two episodes we've seen so far, has he said I'm 900 years old? No. no I know I that, so. I know that claim is made by so the first yet. doctor. Yeah. I don't know if it's happened yet. Yeah. Um, we, we Wait, do know. But it knew who was 900. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, well, they, don't try and age the doctor. They've it's, obfuscated the na- the age of the doctor so many times. I don't think just, he yeah. knows his I age. think, I think. Well, that's what they're, tr- I, many people think they're trying to go with it. I think didn't didn't Capaldi even say something to that effect where he was basically like Not when you're as old as me sometimes you stop counting or yeah. you forget no, or when you're maybe time like that this up. it was something like when you go through time like this it's mm-hmm. like you feel like you don't age yeah you can it's easy to lose count of the of the years and whatnot and um, so the, the the question that I've had is you know Susan is presented as a, a high school girl yeah. And she's a stereotypical human 1960s uh, helpless little girl. She's a Time Lord? I'm sure so, I mean, by Time Lord standards, she? Yeah. she is a child yeah. of some sort. But that probably makes her like 100 years old or whatever. Yeah, uh, well, Tim said that not too long ago. He said, uh, I, was, I was a child back then, no more than 90. Right. You know? So, of course, haha, that makes sense. But, like... Do we know how old Susan is supposed to be? I, I looked up a while back, uh, and it was it, it was kind of similar. It wasn't there wasn't a clear uh-huh. you know definitely this is how old she is, um, but like 120 is what sticks okay. in my mind somewhere 130. And see, that's the somewhere around there. Like so early 20s, a child to time months. lords, um, you know. Yeah, but I mean, even even then, if you said uh, you know okay, if if 90 is still but a child to David Tennant's doctor. Yeah. Then 120 is what adolescent, but yeah. she has still traveled the universe and yeah. space know, and time. I, I just think, and why she's an so alien? Crazy. Oh my gosh, it's so scary! Yeah. Please help me. She yeah. freaks out more than <clears throat> Ian and Barbara do. And they've never been something on touching her. Yeah. It could have just been a random tree branch in the forest. Right. No, it was a well, human. I don't know. When I go in the water, like if I'm in the ocean <laughs> true, and true. something touches my toe, you know, <laughs> and it's a seaweed, that freaks me out a little bit. But so. like, ah, lightning strike. I'm going to fall on the ground, yeah. cry, yeah. barely make it back up and run to the TARDIS right. as fast as I can. And, and, and the, the, you know, again, maybe not the tired trope that it is now, but the, I'm going to run away and then I'm going to trip. Right. And I'm totally helpless. I can't get up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I fall and then I can't get up. Um, yeah. I w- so watching watching ahead to um, uh, the Dalek invasion of Earth, there an entire plot point is her twisting her ankle. Yes. Just, really? Oh yeah. Yes. She twisted her ankle and then therefore 
she can't go with them to go find the thing and that's how they split that's how they split them up in that episode yeah um you know how like they always find a reason for the tardis to get separated from them and and for them to get split up as a team uh yeah 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 and this one uh, um, all all the confident people go in one direction exactly exactly. all the people always screw up go in the other direction it was literally a bridge collapsed on the tardis yeah oh it was even better than that susan climbed on something fell off of it, which caused a bridge to collapse onto the TARDIS. Oh my goodness, I'm so heavy that when I fall, a bridge comes down. Exactly. She even says, uh, you know, and I wonder if it was in the script or if it was was the actress. She goes, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) So at any rate, so, you know, that's Susan. But Corbin, you kind of hit that, you know, Barbara is not... I I I would see Barbara as like woke a character as you could expect in the 60s. She's more confident than Susan, clearly. But she still doesn't do much. She just, she just kind of sits there. around and comforts people. That's yeah, yeah she's like, it oh, it's okay. You should go do this thing. You, you should but go she's, fight the Daleks. Right. She she's, she's got some ideas. But it's she's still just not. Yeah. And she just never knows 60s, what to do. Really, I think. Oh, absolutely. I could yeah. be wrong, but I feel yeah. like that's what it was. She, she definitely gets to do more as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. She, her, her character develops more, whereas Susan's they just sort of leave it. And yeah. and maybe the writers felt they didn't have as much to work with. Sorry, Susan, if you ever are listening to this. Uh, you know, <laughs> what's the actress's name? Uh, I don't you know, know. Off the top of my head. But um, sorry. She's you know. not Rose. We don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but but maybe that's maybe they felt like they didn't have a whole lot to work with her on that. So maybe that's what they why they yeah, wrote her could, those parts. But, it, it could easily be. But so, Barbara definitely gets more. But you, we were talking about Ian, weren't we? we weren't we getting into talking about Ian? Oh well, Ian's we were just mowing through the yeah. through the who's oh, okay. who. Did okay. you have a, other stuff? Well, just with Ian, absolutely. He is like he he is kind of Doctor One Point Two, you know, something just like, like that. He's know? the right. man. Like yeah. go to him for help. He's always knows what he's doing. And and you're you're not the first to notice that. And I've wondered: is that a product of um, that it's the '60s and the Doctor is so old mm-hmm. looking? Mm-hmm. You know, because so he's not going to go out and be the hero at that age. Capaldi, not a problem. You know, today, <laughs> right. you know, he's and, and, and memory serves, Capaldi the is 30, the, right? So Capaldi you know. is the age that Hartnell was, right? Oh, is he? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I feel I'm like wrong. a lot of these I feel characters like very close. are very like narrow and flat because they're based on stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was any series starting out, too, has it that you know, remember yeah. we're in story number two. Yeah, they're well, still, yeah, that's still coming Regardless of like it being the, the 60s, even a show today, yeah. episode one and two, you've got, let's meet the smart one, and let's meet right. the adventurous one, and let's meet right. the cute one, and let's meet the wimpy one, and let's meet the nerd, and you know, and all those right. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You, you do kind of like pigeonhole them, and then you develop their characters right. over time. And, and what I was going to say about Barbara is that she, uh, when I was watching Dalek Invasion of Earth, which is end of series three? Or two. It's the end of series two because it's, Season, it's, okay. it's Susan's last uh, story, isn't it? She, she, I hadn't gotten to the end it? of it, but oh, okay. I thought that was. Yeah, she, I thought it was. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're hinting that she's yeah, on the way out. So that's the end of season so, two. So um, Barbara is like, is kind of kicking butt. Yeah. Like uh, somebody, a guy basically says, why don't you go help her with the sandwiches? <laughs> and Barbara's like, 
No. And I mean, well, the thing is, like, she Who does. Let you out of the kitchen. She kind of she she does. Like, she does yeah. go help with the food, and then later on, she shows up to that guy and offers him a piece of uh, fruit or whatever, and he's like, "No, I don't have time for that now." And she basically like takes it and like whomps it on the table and walks away from the guy. Like, all right, we're done, pal. And but she's like, she plays a, a bit of the hero role. Yeah. Which I was watching going, huh, like that's, cool. that's pretty. They're starting to actually develop it. Yeah, yeah. Which, which again, it, A, it's, it's science fiction and B, it is Doctor Who. I don't, you know, right. the, was it, was it the showrunner that was Verity? Uh, Verity yeah. was she Verity was the showrunner, um, or was she the producer? Producer, I think she yeah. was somebody. I mean, yeah, she like she it was big. her and yeah. Sydney that got it off the ground, right? Yeah, and I, I remember when I learned that, I was like, wow, really? Right? Like you had a, a woman who not yeah. only who not only made it happen, but then forced that the the replay of the first episode. So I mean, yeah. you've already got an empowered woman leading the show. Um, in that time, is wow, yeah, you know, and so so it, it was it was. Bleeding through into Barbara, I think is, is you know is what we had happening mm. there. So, all right. So, can we talk about the first Doctor? Holy cow, guys! <laughs> um, we, we've we've been we've been hinting at it. Okay, so let me just let me just run down uh, some of the notes that I made and 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 feel free to you know discuss. We'll jump in and whatnot. But first of all, he seems prone to getting himself into trouble. He said, uh, the, uh, Ian says. <laughs> Ian <laughs> oh, mentions yeah. you seem prone to getting yourself into trouble, and I thought, well. Mm, that hasn't <laughs> that changed. Is, that is the doctor. Yeah, that is. Except today he Great would, one sentence summary of knew, the doctor. Knew who wouldn't say trouble. He would say adventure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, adventure. A sticky situation, you know, that kind of thing. Um, he, we, we've talked about he's forgetful. Um, yeah. according, Susan specifically says, uh, that, oh, he's so forgetful. Um, yeah. I, I would say that, that the first doctor is definitely, he was, he was written and played as crotchety cranky old man yes and so then then that leaves get off my lawn you aliens <laughs> that's exactly part of my charters here for 20 millennia i i think I, I told i paused in the middle of an episode at one point and i told the boys i said i think i know the first doctor's catchphrase and it's mm. <laughs> yes because he'll and it's always like the most condescending thing he'll go yeah. Yeah, don't, don't suppose you've ever thought about that have you testerfield mm? And I'm like, every time he made that sound, I wanted to like slap a professor somewhere because it's just like he he he's he's written as like like a not a school marm, but like the like the the male snooty professor yes. type of character yes. to Susan's schoolgirl. Like Snape. So then the vacuum is filled by Ian to to be the hero, to be the guy who's gonna right. save the day. Right. Um But of course, think back. This is an educational show. You know, this was not the intention right. of where it was going. He wasn't supposed to be the hero, the doctor. True, true. He wasn't supposed to be this. But he's, you know, and 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 again, it's it's, it's a different time, and it's well gonna before bring my the time. Science, uh, you know, yeah, was, well, he's going to bring the science, but he's going to make you feel like a moron for not know, already knowing. Know. Well, yeah, <laughs> and that was the well, one you thing didn't that, know stuff that we have advanced to. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> right, right. It's like, and, and and again, that's that is a trope in and of itself. Our yeah. professor that looks is down like on you years ahead of yours, millennia right. probably. Right, you didn't know that. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Ever think of that? Yeah. That, yeah. Uh-huh. Did, every time. And I'm just. Oh. God. And the face that he made when he would do it too. He would always, you know, scrunch his. Mm. I'm like, oh gosh. 
Um, so he is he is curious, which that's quintessential uh, doctor. Sure. He's he's very sneaky. He uh, yeah. He sab- he quote sabotaged the the TARDIS uh, fluid link so that they'd have to go to the city. I thought that was um, that was not terribly unlike. I, I could see the I could see do ten that. doing yeah. that or eleven doing that. Well, but Ten's companions, if if the doc, doc, if Ten said, I want to go and check this out, Ten's companions would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, we right. want to go with you. This is true. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have companions that were like, just bring us back to Earth already. So uh, Okay, by the way, um, you familiar with Sliders, yeah. the TV show? Yeah. Okay, was this Sliders for the first two seasons? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Or Quantum w- Leap. Was he completely out of control of the TARDIS? He wouldn't admit it for a while, and I don't know if they knew that from the beginning, if that was like canon from the start uh-huh. but yeah was, okay see i, I picked that they, up when they they the dalek invasion of earth when they land they're like he's like oh see i told you i'd get get you back to london then they find out it's like london 2095 or something right. <laughs> and they're like nowhere near where they actually should be right. and i went wait a minute because the doctor and susan hijacked this tardis from uh a repair depot right on gallifrey Right, which is why the and chameleon circuit right, break da- broke down and yeah. everything. But and so, so the navigational controls were shot too. Right. Is that what? It, okay, right. okay. So that so that was so. a little bit more of the episodic nature of the yeah, show, where yeah. you never know where you're going to land. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little Millennium Falconish, you know, because it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's some it's bang not, on not everything's working. Yeah. yeah, hit it with a hammer. So was was the driving force of the show for those couple of seasons then trying to get them home and constantly failing? Yeah, that it, yeah, that was definitely an, okay. a, a, a theme that would come up. And again, I mean, there are definitely episodes where Susan and Bar or Ian and Barbara are happy to be along, uh, uh-huh. and, and okay. we, you know we we uh, come upon them in Roman times, and they're just lounging and enjoying. And of course, then they get into all sorts of trouble. Right, uh, we don't want to watch an episode anymore. of them just sitting there lounging. But uh, you know, so yeah, it's not fun so anymore. And they so it wasn't like now the the driving factor is go explore, find something new, do something right. fun. That, Back then it was, along. we're trying to get yeah. home. Yes, trying okay. to get Ian and Barbara to So, Earth. yeah, quantum leap, uh, yeah, sliders. I mean, it's, it's not always like, okay, let's leave and get you back to Earth. They sort of they sort of get into it for a while, but then they really start to... You, you Just about the time you forget about that they're trying to get home, they stop mentioning it, then they figure out a way to get home. Oh, nice, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they're like, well, we've wanted to go home this whole time. And you're like, well, yeah, you did in the beginning, but then yeah, but not, you, but now but you're you kind of liked it. Yeah. You kind of liked yeah, it. You yeah, you did. Yeah. We, we, we've talked about that progression with certain, like Donna yeah. kind of went through that progression. I mean, if, of, I would say if I was brought into the doctor's world, which would be awesome, but if I was <laughs> and and I had it, but but it was like, you could never go back and then I had the chance to, I would probably take it. I, I'd probably be like, yeah. that's not great. Like, right, I've yeah. had enough adventure of almost dying every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, like, how many companions you know, later on does he promise, well, I can just bring you back like you've never left. And like, uh-huh. oh, oh, if, with that prospect, great. Although none of them really none ever do. None of it ever happens, but, yeah. <laughs> but sort I, of get that with Clara, but yeah, yeah. like periodically. But So um, so we, we've kind of hinted at this part about the doctor, the first doctor uh, in the episode so far. Where is that famous doctor compassion? Yeah. Um, like I said, he was totally going to leave Barbara behind to get back to the TARDIS after getting them into the mess in the first place. Yeah. Right. She ends up captured by one of the Daleks and he's like, well, sucks to be her. Um, he's going to leave. And Ian is like, and, and I love this. He, you know, he gives the hands over the fluid link to Ian to show him that it in fact is not broken. And then says, so let's go. And Ian's like, 
I'm not leaving. And the doctor's like, cool. Peace out. Yeah. And Ian goes, got your fluid link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Should yeah. never I've never it. seen a single mechanical part be such a driving force <laughs> in a single yeah. story. Oh, it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It was used like three Isn't it like times. the entire impetus for how we met Anakin in episode one? I, they they had yeah. to get a part to fix the yeah. hyperdrive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the whole, yeah. Anyways. So at any rate, um, the you know the doctor he's he's going to bail on Barbara. Um, then then he was totally willing to leave Ian behind when he got stuck in the Dalek housing. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, see you yeah. later. Yeah. I'm going in the elevator. Yeah, we'll we'll send you know. the ridiculously slow elevator back down. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't get killed before then. Um, by the by the Dalek guns that I could not understand at all. The little thing, Chick-chick. the little thing shooting, uh, yeah. like going in and out of their gun. Oh yeah. You know like, there was no there was the no laser blast that came out. Right. It's just people right. would fall over and then the screen would go inverted uh, color-wise and then eventually right. they started showing the little thing going yeah. out of the out of the thing and I was like what is that supposed to be? Yeah. It's like they were like microwaving them or something. Or something. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 he blasted part of the wall and the wall coloring went all wonky and everything. Yeah. Sometimes it's like it stuns and sometimes it kills. Yeah, well, sometimes yeah, it just did they kill in these episodes? I think they killed yeah. a few of them. They did yeah. kill with the gun. They, they, they the shot Ian and it paralyzed his legs for right. a few hours. In and the then they, big final battle at the end. Yeah, they, they were falls were dropping like flies all over. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy jumped down from the grabbing the Daleks shot. and the Daleks became completely helpless after you do that, apparently. Yeah, yeah this was this 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 uh it's it's weird when you have uh, an enemy that has been built up by reputation. Like for us, when we first met the Daleks right. in, in in season one with nine, right. all oh, we know is what he tells us of the Daleks. They're right. fearsome. They're going to destroy the universe and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you see, like you were saying, like people jumping on the backs of them and toppling them. Right. It's like, right. is that the same Daleks? Right. Like, so. But like you said, maybe that goes to the, the these were the less advanced. Right. Yeah, these were like beta versions that yeah. were left on the planet. Gotcha. Puts so. mud on eye stock and is easily <laughs> able to defeat the Dalek. My vision is no, impaired. My vision is impaired. He didn't say that. He didn't say that in I this one. Oh. I was waiting for it because you didn't mentioned he, that. He's like, my didn't vision he is melt it off? Yeah. yeah. And then they still managed to be beat him later. anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Didn't yeah. they melt it off the eye stock? No, no. You're thinking of when Will shot him with the paintball. In, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah knew who's so. um so let's see he was um oh yeah and then uh, uh, on the doctor's compassion uh he he was totally fine selling out the falls to save his own neck yes. he's like hey guys we gotta hightail it out of here and ian's like we have to help these people defend themselves against the dogs yes. and he's like not my problem yeah. he's like, <laughs> time to go they can get their own tardis that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 he did um, he was he was totally fine to just uh, leave them behind, which um, uh, I think it was right. The Thals have to find for us. I, I, I've got a typo in my notes here. There was a quote. Uh, he says, my dear, this is no time for morals. The do- uh, the Thals have to f- oh fight for us. That's what it should say. Yes. Um, this is no time for morals. Yes. I thought there was a great line coming out of the doctor. Yeah. Uh, no time for morals in regard to killing. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. like all of a sudden he, when he gets on board. He's like, yes, we have to convince the Thals to kill the Daleks. Yes. And again, like, what? So, um, it's their problem that we landed there and we got <laughs> stuck because of me. 
Right, yeah, yeah. Now they have to help us. So when, when it comes time to when he's convinced that they do have to intervene because they have to get back and get the fluid line. Yeah. That's right. the only reason that he's going right. to intervene right. um, was, again, to save his own neck. He says, we need action, not arguments. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, don't let Tennant ever hear you say that. <laughs> um, you know, it's all yeah. Tennant wants to do. Yeah. Unless, unless you're arachnos. Um, in, in which case, murders genocide like- on tap. Right. Um, so uh, we, let's see, uh, the doctor was also uh, once a pioneer amongst his own people. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently at some point he was living out on the frontier on Gallifrey. Yeah. Does that ever I come up again? Found Not that I'm, that I found Gallifrey. Final frontier. <laughs> um, and and then at the very end of the last episode, he says, "I I never give advice." Which again, I was like, "What? What? <laughs> that rule changed?" <laughs> yes. And but he also apparently he changed the rule right now because he says, "I never give advice, but I will give this." And then as Corbin said, proceeded to give advice. He says, "Always seek truth. My truth is in the stars, and yours is here." And he he like grabbed his lapels yes. and looked up into the sky. And I was like, wow, like this, you know, this is like the first season version of the, of, of the, 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 the doctor rant of the week, you know, this is yes. him giving the speech. Yes. Did he do this a lot? Did he like grab the lapels and Grabbing wax the lapels? Eloquent, yes, eloquent? definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, no, I mean um, like, did he, did he uh, wax do a poetic. little speech like that? Or is that? Yeah, it comes up. It comes okay. up. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not like, like season, like, like ninth doctor, um, it, doing it's, the big grand speeches. Yeah, it's, okay. it's not as as consistent as that. But uh, you know, you also have one story spanning three, four, or five episodes, so it's you know it's a little it, different. It's a little different. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Well, um, real quick before we move on, a reminder that Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to us by listeners like you and like literally you. <laughs> Jared is one of our uh, supporters. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little value back, that's all we're asking. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash noobs in the Hoovian and you can become a supporting patron of family friendly independent media today. Hey, I said it that time. All right. Um, overall, independent. <laughs> Family free uh, independent media. Yeah, I pay today. to uh, be a part of the show. So. <laughs> if you want to be a host, that's all you got to do. Yeah, I'll <laughs> um, do anything you want for money. That's right. Wait, that's not. Well, <laughs> within, within reason, yeah. Within, <laughs> They'll let you be a part of the show. Within reason. Because uh, 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 if I don't point out the pun, someone else will. will. <laughs> uh, no, someone will. That's so, the thing. Someone will. All right, so uh, quickly, guys, because we are running a little long, let's go over our overall oh, impressions. Our... Out of 10, Corbin, what do you got for this this whole arc? Uh, Seven episode arc. I'm not going to rate it on the acting and stuff. I think we said this in the first one. I'm going to rate it more on the story. Sure. Because this is the 60s, an entirely different time period. Yes. I'm going to say this was like a 7 out of 10 dolls. Seven out of ten dolls. Yes, okay. that's what I do. Trip, what do you got, buddy? Um, I think if I was gonna rate it on the actual acting and the <laughs> appearance of the actual show, it would probably be a one or a two. Uh, right. But yeah. since I'm gonna rate it on like if as if they had remade it uh-huh. and made it actually a good show, <laughs> then I'd Dang, probably rate it. <laughs> at, I mean, I think it was funny. But kind of stupid how they kept having to get the um, fluid link back. Like, yeah, there's so many. Like I said, the the, the, so the, many. the show was over at episode five. Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh no, I forgot. Oh, We're no. not over." Only because oh, no. the fools needed to idiot. defeat the dogs. Because the script for the next storyline is not completed yet. So <laughs> let's keep going. Oh no, so. Ian's an idiot. So, so what was your what was your uh, rating then? Um, probably I'm gonna go with the six. 
Okay. Six. Mm, bad dogs. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it six radiation gloves out of ten. Um, again, I, you know, eh, uh, it. The thing that I try and keep in mind whenever I go back and watch Star Trek: The Original Series, Classic Who, um, any early iterations of stuff that I love, is I always have to remember this gave rise to the thing that I love. Right. So yeah. I, I have to appreciate this show because someone loved it enough. That they that they launched, you know, this fifty year and made dynasty. It an actual good show. That's oh right. That's God. right. So, uh, so Trip, you gave it you gave it six bad Daleks and uh, wait, Jerry no, I, I'm going to change that. Six out of ten. Um, unneeded deaths. Okay. <laughs> Un- unneeded. There, there were plenty falls. of those to choose from. <laughs> yeah. There may have been uh, uh, ten unneeded yeah. deaths. All right, Jared, what do you got, man? Yeah, I you know it, I do. I saw classic who before knew who I got to know, you know, I got to know who first with the classic doctors, but not the first doctor and going back and watching these is kind of like, is this the doctor who that I know and love? (laughs) Right. right. Not really. So to, to then judge it just based on the story. I mean, it's, it's not the strongest story. If I, if I really think about it and think, wow, that's kind of impressive for 1960s. Think about someone in the Dalek suits, Flipping oh switches gosh. for the lights Can and moving imagine? the little plunger in and out and everything yeah. and moving those Ooh. things around like that. That's pretty amazing for 1960s, in my in my opinion. Right. I wasn't there to know, really. But right. uh, but so anyways, but just putting all that aside, just looking at the story and thinking, yeah, they probably could have come up with a better story. I'd be right where you guys are. But I'd probably be in the seven, uh, you know, seven range. Maybe I could go as far as 7.5, giving it a little more because this cemented Doctor Who in in a fan base. And, and, right. and, you know, so looking back, I can appreciate it more and give it more than a little more on that. So I'm going to give it 7.5. Uh, uh, the first Doctor's crawling into the open shell of the Daleks um, and, and moving around in there. <laughs> gotcha. Um, creep level? I mean, this one's hard. Room. This is hard to judge. If, yeah. you, if you said child watching this in the 60s. Uh, probably, probably three fifty. Oh Someone yeah. touched me on the yeah. shoulder. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say seventy five. <laughs> For me I, personally, yeah. watching this, I don't even think Braden would have had a hard That's time watching. That's probably this. the no. lowest you've ever rated. I, yeah. I, probably. I mean, there were things that were trying to be creepy, and again, yeah. I'm a big fan of like old timey classic radio shows, um, yeah. and and there are there are some that I um, you know got on cassette tape from Cracker Barrel, you know, 15 years ago and would listen to them uh, driving down the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this, there were a couple of times where I would be driving home from school in the dark, in the middle of nowhere on a road with no other lights. It's just me listening to some of this stuff that if I watched, if I played it for y'all right now, y'all would be snoozing. But yeah. out there in the middle of nowhere, I was like, I, I might, I might skip this one right now. <laughs> you know, like, it can get into your head. And when you realize it was radio and that's how they were, that's how they were experiencing it. Yeah. You know, and if you're watching this show and that's how you were experiencing it back then. And yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of it was left a little bit more to your imagination. Hey, they didn't show the Dalek, which yeah. as we've discussed, makes it scarier. Right. Except right. we know what it looks like and it's not, which is not that right. scary. It's sure. weird. It's just not that scary. An, an octopus made out of brains. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anybody else want to give their creep level score then? I'm just going to 
I say I'm gonna give fifty for just that Dalek arm coming out and okay. a touch on the shoulder. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give mine a fifty-five, just cause it wasn't really that scary, but yeah. All right, Jared, what do you got? Yeah, I'd I'd be right in the same range. Fifty to seventy-five sounds good to me. Just not really. Um, I I I can appreciate again nineteen sixties. It's pretty advanced for its time, but yeah. uh, by today's standards, not really anymore. We're, we're so yeah. desensitized. I know. Spoil I, know. I know. All right, guys. Well, that's about all that we've got for this episode. Wanted to do a rundown of the game plan. Um, next next week, we're going to be launching into the David Tennant specials. And um, as I've mentioned, things get a little bit wonky with the schedule. Um, we're going to be doing the Easter special uh, entitled Planet of the Dead. So if you go on to Amazon Prime, Look up uh, Doctor Who, the David Tennant specials. This is not a, a season within the main uh, listing. So find the David Tennant specials. Go to Planet of the Dead. This one's a one-parter. The next one is a one-parter. And then we've got a two-parter. Um, and if you go to noobsinthehoovian.com, click on the uh, on any of the recent episodes, really. Uh, we have a direct link that will take you to the David Tennant specials. And um, you, you'll also find some links there for BritBox and things like those. Um, and again, that's an easy way for you to not pay any additional money and help support uh, the podcast if you do that. Um, coming up, we're going to we're gonna take a break, stretch our legs, and, and let the room... Uh, temperature regulate a little bit and uh, then we're going to come and sit back down and do uh, a, a couple of bonus episodes so we'll have a 0.5 episode coming later this week where we're really going to dive into the Daleks so um, make sure that uh, you join us next time uh, next week for the David Tennant special episode 1 Planet of the Dead till then remember that the Noobs and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside especially today <laughs> our senior producer is Austin Reason our you audio engineer fat. no <laughs> Not at all. Our audio engineer is this guy. Hi, I'm Trip. Our production editor is this guy. I'm Corbin. And our classic Who guy is this guy. Hey, I'm Jared. Special thanks to Tardist Out Wakia, as always. And make sure wherever you uh, found us, uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, do all the things, give us a rating, and share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Till next time, guys, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're the news. And there's another guy here. Hey, I'm Jared. <laughs> Still. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Be whoop. Uh, There's podcast a voice. Podcast star. voice. Podcast voice. Okay.